Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. It was author, theologian, and fellow New Englander, Frederick Beekner who said it. If preachers decide to preach about hope, let them preach out of what they themselves hope for. I love that quote. Of course, it does beg the question, what is it that preachers hope for? Well, being one of those, I think I can vouch for the fact that, as Beekner suggests, most preachers, quote, hope that the words of their sermons may bring some understanding and wholeness to the hearts of the people who hear them, and also to their own hearts. They hope that the public prayers they pray may be heard and answered, and they hope the same for the private prayers of their congregation, unquote. I would agree with all of that. But, all that said, I would add to that that mostly what preachers hope for are the same things for which we're all yearning for our lives to be imbued with a deeper sense of meaning and purpose, for mercy in the face of all of our shortcomings, and the assurance that in forgiveness we can start the journey of life anew, for strength in times of struggle, for peace when everything within us and around us is in turmoil, and for joy, joy to permeate every experience of our day-to-day -day lives, even the difficult and tragic moments that come to us all, that perhaps even amidst the darkest nights of the soul, there will be comfort and healing that'll bring joy with the light in the morning. These are the hopes we all share. And they're not to be found in the material things of this world, nor from power or prestige or even earthly wisdom, but come from God alone, who is, as Psalm 62 has proclaimed it, our rock and our salvation, our fortress. You know, there's a running joke in our family that whenever we order Chinese food, everyone already knows what's going to be printed on that little slip of paper inside my fortune cookie. You see, I always know what my fortune is going to be because it's the same one, no matter how many fortune cookies I crack open. And it reads as follows. You will be filthy, stinking rich. <laughs> Alas, that fortune hasn't come to pass yet. And every time we laugh about it, even as my children express great annoyance on my insisting on doing that same old dad joke again and again. But you know what? The truth is, when I really stop to think of what my ideal fortune actually is, it's not to be filthy, stinking rich. Now, yes, like all of us these days, I wouldn't mind being a little more financially secure, and I really do hope to have a comfortable retirement. But honestly, when I think about what I most hope for in this life, what comes to mind first are things like my children being healthy and happy and comfortable with who they are, that they will be blessed with laughter, good friends, and something in their lives that they're truly passionate about, and that we can all live together in a safe and peaceful world in which all people are treated with dignity and compassion. Now, you can call that idealistic, if you will, or you can consider it the warm and fuzzy ramblings of this card-carrying dad, but more and more as I go along in this life, I do realize that given the often harsh realities of the world and the utter frailty of human existence, 
the most fervent hope any of us can have is simply for life itself, true life, a life that's full and rich and meaningful. And try as we might, the truth is, is that there's no amount of money that can buy that. In the end, friends, no matter what comes or goes in this life, God will be our refuge. God will be our protection. Everything else we look to, stuff like fame and money and power, those are the things that are ultimately perishable. How is it that the psalmist put it? Again, quoting from Psalm 62, Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. For the rest of us who pretty much remain earthbound, we take refuge in God, the one who is eternal, the one who's strong, the one who's always loving, the one who is worthy of all our hope. Of course, the challenge of a psalm such as this one is that it's a matter of trust, our trust, because how can we really know God's strength and love if we aren't willing to pour out our hearts before God? Indeed, God alone is our rock and our salvation. God is true to us in all things, but it falls to us, you and me, to be true to God as well. To set our hearts on this one who, in and through all the uncertainties of this life we live, brings our deliverance and gives us honor. It's true, I think, that no matter where we are on life's journey, we're all hoping for pretty much the same things, and we all depend upon the same God. So today, tomorrow, from season to changing season, from age to age the same, may we have the grace to proclaim with our whole hearts that for God alone our souls wait in silence, for our hope is from him. So might it be. And that's it for another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry. I thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day. Talk to you soon.